Oh, I think we got another new listener too. Only one. I'm working on, you know, I've I've gathered a, a little. He's got a list of women. He's just rattling them off to. I know no. he's got. Well, he's <laughs> got to start pulling his fucking weight because honestly, he's not on social media. So hey, True. I've been like once a week. I'm like, hey, I think we got a new listener, right? Right. Hey, we think so we got a good. new listener. Keep it up. Next week we need two. <laughs> you work based on commission. <laughs> <laughs> Strictly word of mouth. Who is it? Uh, Bo from work. He Bo Burnham? Cassie's <laughs> <laughs> face. Her eyes were like, oh my fucking God. No, he, he came up to me at work today and he's like, hey, I, I heard you, you're doing a podcast. How did like, he yeah. hear that? Uh, he heard it from one of the other guys that I told. All that Actually, I told my, my former manager about it. Yes. And, yes, yes. and those two are friends and he was like, oh, Jake's on a podcast and he wouldn't listen to it today. He said he likes it. Yeah, if you're still listening, Bo, thanks. Keep listening. Or else. Yeah. I spouted off a random fact after like we had learned something and I was working with my boss one day and he was like, where'd you learn that? And I was like, uh, well, we're doing some research for a podcast. He's like, you have a podcast? Because he got really excited when I like when I first started there mm-hmm. and it was like, you work at a radio station? <laughs> and then now every time anybody new comes in, he'd be like, this is Cassie. She used to work at a radio station. She has station. a podcast. She's but a podcast. no, yes. <laughs> this is what podcasters do. Please don't tell do. people I have a podcast. But he was like, oh, like I was like, I don't want to tell him what it's called because I feel like. Now you'll have to explain yourself. Yes. So today we are. Do, oh. I, I, <laughs> sorry. Just, that's a new <laughs> intro. No, no, that's just Santa Claus. Oh, <laughs> do it again. No, <laughs> please. Just one time only. We, we won't look. Spur of the moment. I'm looking just away. Hit back on this no, recording no, no. and no. then play it over. Oh, fine. <laughs> okay. Do, do. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to Death by Music Podcast uh, mini episode. Uh, today we're going to. Wow. Today we are going to be talking about uh, Kurt Cobain's, uh, the house that he grew up in as a kid, right? Not the one. Yes. Okay. It's, it's, this, this is, is what we were. His childhood home. Yeah. So um, for those of you that are not subscribed to our Patreon, you bunch of bitches. Just kidding. <laughs> we like you, but you can become a part of our elite team and listen to our episode. We have two episodes on Kurt Cobain. So we just finished up his story up on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash death by podcast team. And um, in that episode, we kind of talked about what happened with the house that Kurt Cobain died in. And it was like some old guy bought the house and then just lived there forever and just recently sold it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kurt Cobain's childhood home is also going through some sales and shit. So th- this is what that story is about, um, his childhood home, which you should be able to visit at some point in the future. Interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this article is by David Brown on Rolling Stone. Imagine traveling back in time to see the house where Kurt Cobain grew up and finding it pretty much as it was when he lived there. Thanks to a recent government hearing and, and restoration plans, the rock fantasy may become a reality, plus a corresponding nearby gallery of Cobain's life to boot. I thought I thought it said something about <laughs> Cobain's boots. Yeah. It's like, just gross. He was smell like shit. Ew. He seems like a one pair of shoes kind of guy. Yeah. Time. I am going to murder your neighbor. I don't know if y'all can hear this. You Hope hear so. that police? <laughs> <laughs> it's premeditated. Oh my God. I'm going to have to cut it out. No, um, <laughs> keep it. I, uh, I don't know if you guys can hear this. Hopefully not after all of the post-production shit that I'm going to do to this recording, but Cassie's neighbors are currently weed whacking, even though it's like 8 PM. It is not. 
It's 7.20. Okay. <laughs> it's still, it's still light a out. little bit ridiculous. It'd be weird if it was like pitch dark and they're out there weed whacking. But yeah, there's still I would light. weed whack them. Yeah, you put headlights on your weed <laughs> whacker. <laughs> Just get a headlamp. Just put headlights on your weed whacker. You're good to go. Honestly, I would do it. Don't uh, test me. Okay. Okay. Anyways. All right. Paragraph two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last week, Washington State's Department of Archaeology and Historic Preservation announced that the one-and-a-half-story house in Aberdeen, uh, where Cobain lived from 1968 to 1984, had been officially approved for inclusion on its heritage register of culturally important buildings. The home's current owner, Lee Bacon... Mm, Bacon. <laughs> tells Rolling Stone... Sorry, I couldn't Just help Just off it. the rails. <laughs> Lee Bacon tells Rolling Stone that plans to recreate the house and return it to its vintage era are 90 to 95 percent complete. Neighborhood zoning regulations will prevent the structure from becoming a full-time museum, but Bacon is exploring ways to open it up this spring for the occasional private tour. Our goal is to make the house a tribute project to Kurt's early life and career with museum detail, he says. The next chapter is how to make that happen. Bacon and his wife, Danielle, bought the house from uh, the Cobain family in 2018 for 225000 Wow, that's, that's a good price. Have you wild. seen the pictures of that house? The outside? There's, I included... And it's in Washington. Like, that's... We'll get, we'll that's get the inside. to the photo, but yeah. Washington's yeah. expensive. All right, I have well, not seen the outside. That's interesting. If it's the one that I'm thinking of. It's not like $225,000 house, I can tell you that. But what do you mean? Is it more or less? I would put it way less. But it's oh. Seattle. You have to think about. Yeah, I know. There's all that, but West Coast is yeah. expensive. True, but also the historic but value. I wouldn't. Of it. I mean, I was thinking that seems like a low number, but I have not probably, seen the outside of the house. It's probably a shithole. In, in today's money, they weren't rich. No, no, they weren't. But yeah, in today's money, that's. I guess that's not a lot. No. Bacon and his wife Danielle bought the house from the Cobain family in 2018 for two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. The following year, Bacon, who works in the works in the lighting design business, told Rolling Stone he planned to begin the restoration process. Uh, the exterior of the house, currently yellow, will be repainted to match the light-colored fern and dark-colored mint colors it uh, sported in the 70s. The interior includes the original dining room table and china hutch from Cobain's family, as well as the mattress from his bedroom and the toddler bedroom set used by Cobain and his sister Kim. Gross. I guess they held on to all that stuff. I mean, There's Cassie's mom, his... got baby mattresses, too. <laughs> Look, that is from a family member. That is no, odd. they're not your originals? They're not. No, they're not mine. That's from a family member that um, was going to, like, you wanted to pass them down. She's not having kids mm. anymore, obviously. Okay. Yeah, but can you imagine, like, they kept... One that was mattress a, since the seventies. Yeah, that's a little gross. weird. Yeah, you're supposed okay. to replace your mattress every eight years. Yeah, and they clearly kept the same mm. thing. Oh, gross. Okay, save Anyways. money. Yeah, I guess. According to the Bacon's application, the kitchen has retained its period seventies plywood cabinetry with canary yellow formica countertops. I think you have those same countertops. The yellow, yellow boomerangs. Yeah, the yeah, yellow boomerangs with the stainless steel trim. That's what I fucking imagine mm -hmm. in their house. Is it's that. probably very similar. They, uh, you know, I have that green uh, linoleum from the seventies too. Yeah, rocking that. As Kim Cobain tells uh, Rolling Stone, I enjoy being involved and providing my input. I am very happy and supportive. Brooks says the outcome of the, that vote, which wasn't made public until last week, didn't surprise her. We didn't get any pushback. She says everyone on the council recognized the importance of the place. Uh, as Brooke adds, qualifications for state registries also tend to be more flexible than national ones. 
Mm-hmm. So they like registered the house as a uh, landmark or whatever, like a historic yeah. landmark. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's what they're voting on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but according to Brooks, uh, the listing on the registry doesn't necessarily mean the home will be protected forever. Should some other owner want to tear it down decades in the future? It's just an honor, she says. There are no state protections for the property. Uh, To complement the restored house, uh, Bacon has purchased a 25,000-square-foot building in downtown Aberdeen. There he plans to devote about 8,000 of its space to what he calls a tribute lounge and gallery cafe dedicated to Cobain. Through artifacts, photos, memorabilia, and later period Cobain shots by noted grunge-era photographer Charles Peterson, Bacon says the lounge will tell the story of the house and Cobain's early years in Aberdeen. Guitar builder Larry Brooks will supply the backstory on the custom-made Jag Stang guitar he built for Cobain, and Bacon is considering including items donated by fans. It sounds pretty cool. I would yeah. I would yeah, go to it'd it. It'd be interesting. Um, so then there's a... Lee Bacon actually took a few photos of inside of the house where it's at right now. So I guess he bought it three years ago, and he's been slowly kind of restoring it. Um, with input from Kurt Cobain's family. And so there are some pictures. It looks 70s as fuck. Everything is yellow or brown. Oh, God, it makes me want to vomit. It's kind of vomit colored. Um, But yeah, the walls, it's got that wood paneling on it. Jake, Which I have. you basically live in Kurt Cobain's house because Jake's got the wood paneling. He's got those yellow boomerang countertops. I mean, this is Jake's house. We have the, the paneling downstairs, but it's painted. They painted it before yeah. they sold us the house. And I was like, it made the room look bigger. So yeah. this room is just tiny. But apparently, I Googled it. The home is only 1,522 square feet. It has four bedrooms and one bathroom. Wow. How'd mm-hmm. they fit all that? In? That's wow. just 200 feet more than I have. So very similar size house you should open up your house for tours <laughs> <laughs> yes um yeah it looks it looks cool i wonder how they're going to be able to swing this like he said he would do private tours but he couldn't open it up as like a full-time museum because of zoning so yeah. mm-hmm. i guess what they no would do and everything, so. yeah that's true they would probably have people like at this accompanying building like who are hanging out whatever and then have like a bus or something and, like walk and do like tours maybe um, bus yeah. them over i mean you can google it it's on google as a historic landmark and there's pictures of the front of the house and like a park nearby mm-hmm. i know they haven't officially opened it yet um but I think what I read was they were going to try to do start doing tours in 2022. It says it's uh, usually a little busy around 4 p.m. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's listed as a business on Google. Well, not a business, but it tells you it's open and closes at 10 p.m. Hmm. I wonder. I bet you with enough money they could move the house. Yeah, that would be put wild. It, yeah, that would be at that point they could put it somewhere mark it as yeah. a historical landmark and then it could be operated strictly as a it. museum they yeah if they don't people um, have done stuff like that before the house of seven gables in boston the one that the nathaniel hawthorne novel is named after they moved and it. of green gables no not oh. the same thing um <laughs> it's a house with seven points on the top oh, the, the architecture cool. so they moved it but while in the process of moving it because it was on this big ass truck and it was just being like moved that through downtown so boston whack. it split in half yeah and they yeah. had to like put it back together in the new Holy spot shit. It's so, not easy, but no. that, that that house is way way smaller. I don't think it would be that yeah. big of a deal. Yeah, and they to they would it. be able to get plenty of money in order to like if they took donations, mm-hmm. they'd be able to move it. According to Bacon, the lounge and cafe would be the starting hub for information tours and dedicated transportation to mm. the family home. There you go. 
which is a mile and a half away. Oh, this is a lot farther than I thought. I clearly didn't read the whole thing before <laughs> yeah. printing this out. Uh, admission to the exhibit will be free, uh, as it will be for any possible house tours. Wow, I'm surprised on that. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, since the house sits in a residential neighborhood, Bacon is hoping to give tours on special days, events, or happenings by special request. Also in the works is a plaque for the front of the house, which Bacon feels will be especially important uh, as we get further from Nirvana's heyday and Cobain's death in 1994. Quote, we have to write it for someone in the future, 20 years from now, who wants to learn about Kurt, Bacon says. We want it to be for someone who doesn't know who he was or the contributions he made. I mean, let's be real. It doesn't have to be worded that way. People are going to know him regardless of what. Yeah, I don't think you're just going to randomly in. end up at the house and be like, who the Why fuck was I this here? guy? Why am I here? I mean, what is this plaque? Cool. I can't read. <laughs> it makes sense that they would have, like, describe who he is because if you showed up at, like, if you were to show up at John Lennon's house and you were, I don't know, 15 nowadays, like, would a 15. 15- do they know who he is or do they need some context? John Lennon was in the Beatles, the most famous band in the world ever. And then you're like, oh, shit, that's crazy. You know, would just they some even context. Know who the Beatles are. But pro- probably. I mean, I feel like they would be familiar <laughs> with the name. But this brings me to my sister. Oh, uh. God bless her. Even though God's not real. Um, so take that as you will. Now, me and Cassie were hanging out the other day. Uh, Victoria, I, I was asking people for mini episode ideas and Victoria found it and she just went off. She just started get, throwing all this shit out there and she was like, sorry, I sent you like seven things. And one of them was, she said, oh, you should do a story about how because of that cranberry juice guy on TikTok, Fleetwood Mac got back together. And I was like, that's not true at all. Yeah. And I was like, they've been together. They did not get back together because some guy used their song on they TikTok. They've been breaking up and getting back together yeah. for like 30 like, years. Know anything <laughs> about Fleetwood Mac, that's, that's it. Is that's that for context. They've been get- yeah, right. so. My thought too, speaking of TikTok, there are a lot of people that don't understand when people are being sarcastic. There's like that huge line where people will cross it to the highest degree and other people don't understand tone. Right. And there was a girl, I guess she was on her way to her first day of school and her dad was like, great shirt because it said like Nirvana, but it was a picture of Hanson. Oh, and my she God. had no idea. Oh, she just, she no. thought it was Nirvana. So it's like for people like that, maybe you would have to have that plaque like not Hanson or like, or like <laughs> yeah, Kurt Cobain from Nirvana. From Nirvana. Yeah. Um, so that's that one. <laughs> Make sure that you guys tune in for, we've got a couple of episodes left on season three and then we are planning on taking kind of a break because we're tired. We need time to write. I know it's so much. We're, we're doing a lot, but we have a whole bunch of stuff on Patreon that if you are not subscribed, you should subscribe. It's only $5 a month. And it means that you can learn all about the 27 Club, too. So we will continue putting out. I think we're going to have 11, maybe 12 episodes on the 27 Club. Depends on how long. Because there are a couple people I could think of whose stories would be bigger, like Kurt Cobain. Like, um, uh, what's that guy? Jimi Hendrix and Mm -hmm. Jim Morrison. They might need two episodes each. So I don't know. We're just going to keep doing that until we get through all of our stories for the 27 Club. And there were initially 10 that we were going to cover. So we'll see how long that ends up. Uh, $5 on Patreon. If you like our show, it means a lot to us that you subscribe because we've put in so much work and a lot of money and time and sanity. And yeah, it, 
it means a lot. If you guys want t-shirts too, we still have a whole bunch of t-shirts. That was gross. <laughs> <laughs> we have a whole, <laughs> I want to hear your wet throat noises. <laughs> been over we have this. a whole bunch of t-shirts available. Sizes small to double XL. So send us a message or an email with your size and we'll send you an invoice and get you some t-shirts out. And for, for those of you that have t-shirts that have gotten them, uh, thanks. And make sure you send us pictures and we'll post them. And um, rest in peace. Nice. Later. Music by Demons, at Demons Band on Instagram. Artwork by Mike Johnson. Writing and production by Cassie Gardner, Alex Motler, and Jake.